the Reality of Truth podcast. Let's go. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Welcome, friends, to another Monday Minutes. Ever thought about your belly button? Yeah, I say button. So all of you that say it's not button, it's button. Okay, whatever. Anyway, do you even know what it is? Obviously, we all know what it comes from. Well, it'd be the umbilical cord. After birth, your umbilicus, also known as your belly button, which was full of blood vessels, becomes what's called your falciform ligament. That connects your liver to your diaphragm. Isn't that pretty cool? So when you are born and then they cut it, the body closes it up. And then there's a ligament from that belly button up to your liver that suspends your liver by connecting it to your diaphragm. It's amazing. So your belly button and your liver are actually connected. 90% of belly buttons are actually innies. If you get cirrhosis of the liver in any way, doesn't have to be just alcohol, that ligament can actually open back up and cause what's called caput medusae. That looks like Medusa's head around your navel. What in the world? Medusa's head? Yeah, looks like snakes that come out of her head while they come out from your navel in all directions. It's just wild. Then you have another ligament from your belly button that actually connects to your bladder. So you have health connections from a scar, your belly button, to these organs. I'll have a scar episode in the near future. Scars are nothing to just discount. They are serious. They do affect your health in many ways, and people who heal scars find their health gets better. Well, by creating good health of your belly button, and in it, you can actually affect your liver and your bladder. Don't believe me? Well, Ayurveda, for thousands of years, they've known this. They have all kinds of methods to work with the belly button because they know it's a scar and an input to ligaments, nerves, fascia that runs from the scar to all the other areas of your body. Did you know you can even get endometriosis of your belly button? Yeah, itself, not inside the belly button itself. You can also have blood coming out of your belly button if you have endometriosis inside your body. Once you were born, your body starts to seal off that hole that was your umbilicus by creating a whole bunch of connective tissue around where it entered into the abdominal muscles. Like a whole bunch. It's like a whole area just sealed up, like patched up. Some people one in five, actually, it doesn't seal off, and the small intestine can actually protrude through it. They do have surgery for that, don't worry. Skin around your belly button can feel ticklish or arousing because it's connected to the T10 thoracic spinal nerve, which is also connected to your gonads and your uterus and your cervix. I'll just leave that one there. All right, so now I'm going to gross you out a little bit. Bear with me. You can actually have a rock in your belly button that you created. <laughs> yeah, you created it. Okay, so it's not actually a rock, but it's called an umbilith. It's made up of oil and hair and other substances. And then 
it becomes solid and it's like dark colored. Don't worry, you can have a doctor remove it. It's actually the size of like a peanut M&M. Looks like that dark brown coated M&M, you know what I mean? Sorry, sorry to ruin that for you M&M lovers. If you love gross stuff like that, go ahead and Google it, I dare ya. You can also get mold in your belly button. Not a good thing. I'll describe that in a minute. You actually collect lint because of the stomach hair. I know women don't have a lot of stomach hair like men do. It doesn't matter. You have little hairs, and these little hairs will help grab it, and it just kind of pulls its way in through movement. And of course, it depends on how big that cavity is. For 90% of you, because the other 10% have an Audi. So your belly button will hold debris dead skin cells, and 2,300 different species of bacteria. Yeah, I just said 2,300 different species of bacteria. You could also consider that your belly button microbiome. And of course, if you have a microbiome, you can have a dysbiosis. That's not uncommon at all. Scientists actually conducted studies of what's in a belly button and found it has a bacteria called Marimona. M-A-R-I-M-O-N-A. They've never seen that bacteria on the skin before until they tested the belly button finally. Yeah, they finally got around to testing the belly button and that wasn't even that long ago. They just didn't even think about it. Apparently nothing better to do. It only lives in your belly button, nor also in the skin, just your belly button. The only other place they've ever seen this marimona is in the ocean. Okay, think about that. There's a bacteria that's in the ocean only and in your belly button. Nowhere else. <laughs> so I'm just saying, why? You just, I don't even have words. Fun fact for you, your belly button contains a bacteria that when added to milk will make cheese. I think I'll leave that one right there as well. So should you clean it? Yeah, you should clean it. But what should you clean it with? Personally, I would clean it with castor oil or coconut oil because those oils have antimicrobial factors but won't kill the good guys or any non-antibacterial soap. Antibacterial soap will kill all the microbiome, not just the bad ones. Then you get the dysbiosis. If you don't clean your belly button, it can smell just like your armpits. Ew. Once that navel microbiome is completely shifted from a positive microbiome to a negative microbiome, that's dysbiosis, then you get smell. So when you clean it properly with things like castor oil or coconut oil, those are both antimicrobial in a good way. They don't kill the good microbiome. You can then use some kind of fragrance down there if you like. Make sure whatever it is is not an antibiotic or antimicrobial type scent. So I prefer essential oils and you got to be careful because essential oils, literally every single one of them except one is either antiseptic antibiotic or antifungal. So you want to make sure that whatever you're using won't kill the good microbiome. I'm a big fan of vanilla oil. Yes, you can get vanilla oil. The 
probably best brand that you could purchase is Auracacia, A-U-R-A-C-A-C-I-A. I'll have a link in the show notes. It's the only essential oil that will not kill the good microbiome. And yeah, dudes can use it too. Trust me, she will love it. Mm, mm. Who doesn't like the smell of vanilla? I don't care who you are. Remember how I said that the belly button is connected to the liver and the bladder? Well, it's an entry point into the body. There's nerve endings right there that travel all throughout the body. So vanilla oil can penetrate and give you therapeutic uses. It lowers stress and anxiety and nervousness, um, insomnia, restlessness. And then if you, let's say you were going to a meeting or you had to give a speech or anything like that, it actually will help with a nervous stomach. So you could put a little bit on your belly button before you have to go to that event that's causing you stress. And it smells awesome. So why not? If you get that microbiome out of balance in the belly button, you can actually get a yeast infection in it. This is where essential oils that are antimicrobial, antifungal can help, preferably if they're more antifungal than bacteria, antifungal only. So of all the essentials, except vanilla, all essential oils except vanilla are antiseptic, antimicrobial, antifungal, anti-infectious. My favorites for the yeast infection in your belly button is cinnamon, citronella, clove bud, lemongrass, oregano, patchouli, yeah, I know, peppermint, rosemary, tea tree, thyme, and vetiver. You could use all of them or just use one or maybe two. Remember, your belly button is a scar. So any healing oils will benefit it in all kinds of ways. Remember, what you put on your belly button will go in. You can actually get a belly button hernia. And for that, you need to see your doctor. So if you have pain in your belly button, why? Well, here's some symptoms. Pain in the belly button could be an ulcer or an infection inside the abdomen, like appendix. If you have a problem with your appendix, you'll know it because you'll have pain around the belly button. Could have a urinary tract infection. Yes, you'll feel it in your belly button. Small intestine obstructions will show up. Indigestion could cause pain in the button. Crohn's disease will cause it. It'll be behind the belly button, not the belly button itself. Pancreatitis, you can feel it there. Constipation, definitely, because it's pulling on all of those nerves there. And certain food allergies can actually cause your belly button to feel pain. Isn't that wild? So can you see there's much more to your belly button than most people know? It's because you never think about it until it hurts or you're in an intimate moment. You know, they're kissing you on your tummy and then they look up at you with this look of like, what is that smell? Um, you should pay attention to the belly button. It has health implications. Don't neglect it. Quick one for you. Thanks for listening. If you thought this was interesting, send it to other people who you think might find it interesting as well. Take care of yourselves. Thank you for listening. You know the drill. Everything's in the show notes.